And for the next half hour, I'll be reading from the May 4th, 2023 issue of Buffalo Rocket on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Walk a Mile for Sports. The annual Hurdle North Park Youth Baseball League Parade 2022. This year's parade will take place Saturday, May 6th. Did you know that North Buffalo boys and girls could walk a mile in order to play baseball or softball this summer? Yes, they would. They'd even walk a mile every year if the weather is good. That's exactly what everyone's hoping for this Saturday morning at 11 a.m. when the Hurdle North Park Youth Baseball League opens their 66th season on Hurdle Avenue with their annual parade through North Buffalo. The parade kicks off at the corner of Hurdle and Saranac Avenue and will march east in the right lane lanes under the watchful eye of the Buffalo Police Department's Traffic Division for a safe journey to Shoshone Park. Over 1,000 area boys and girls have signed up to play this season on well over 100 teams, from t-ball, four- and five-year-olds, to high schoolers up to 15 or 16 years, ready to play ball after opening ceremonies in the home of Hurdle North Park Youth Baseball and Softball. Leading the parade again this year is Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown, who has given his support to this league ever since he was elected to his very first term. The players all love to see his smiling face as he hands out bubblegum and smiles for pictures. This has got to be one of the best days of the year in North Buffalo, said one onlooker last year. She was stating the same words spoken by then-President Don Morris on the Hallmark Diamond as the leader of the success successful league watched his last parade as the master of ceremonies over an always enthusiastic crowd. Hundreds of North Buffalo families start gathering along both sides of the strip, waiting for the procession to pass by, holding cell phone cameras, a younger child in a stroller, and a leashed dog wanting to run. Besides the mayor, other local dignitaries from downtown office buildings like council members, legislatures, or judges come to offer their wishes for success for all the children. They tell stories of when they once played as a child growing up in America's favorite pastime. When they step to the mound and in a suit and tie or a pretty blouse and skirt, try to throw a first pitch to a 12-year-old child. There's 63 teams that will start playing Saturday and during the week in the park nightly. Boys teams number 39, while the girls stand at 24. They're broken into 10 different divisions, five for boys and five for girls. After Memorial Day on May 29, 13 more teams will begin play, eight boys and five girls in two separate divisions that will make 76 teams in total, the most the league has ever handled in the history of the Hurdle North Park. This number doesn't even include the boys and girls t-ball learning games and both the boys, blaze, and girls, wildcats, travel teams. Girls team nicknames have changed for house names. 
New names are just like university and college programs today, like Griffs, Purple Eagles, and Bulls. Others are Bruins, Cougars, Ducks, Huskies, Bears, Razorbacks, Tigers, or Wolverines. These are in place of the Major League Baseball nicknames used by both the boys and girls up until this season. For years, the City Honors High School Chorus has helped the park with singing of our national anthem. Hurdle North Park has always paid tribute to America every year, and opening day is no exception. Every Saturday morning, before the first games are played at 9.30, the park pauses to sing the Star Spangled Banner by removing all baseball caps and facing the park's flag in front of Chianata Fieldhouse. This Saturday, after our nation's songs, the words will be yelled to the heavens by everyone, Play Ball. Gear up for National Bike Month. With May being National Bike Month, Independent Health is giving Western New Yorkers a chance to win a Bike Month prize pack. If you love bicycling in Western New York, we want to hear about it. In 350 words or less, tell us why you love riding a bike. Is it your main mode of transportation? Has it helped you in your health and wellness journey? Is it something you enjoy doing with your family? Submit your story by May 24th, and you could win the grand prize courtesy of Independent Health. The Bike Month prize pack includes one $200 gift card to Dick's Sporting Goods, two complimentary sky ride registrations with two bike helmets, and two free annual memberships to Ready Bike Share or two $40 riding credits for existing members. One Independent Health prize pack and entrance must be at least 18 years of age and a resident of New York State. Essays will re be reviewed by a panel of judges. To submit your story, visit independenthealth.com slash bike month. Community biking event planned for May. Independent Health is also excited to, part to, to partner with Go Bike Buffalo and Ready Bike Share to help raise awareness on all the ways you can celebrate bicycling in Western New York. Go Bike Buffalo is the ultimate resource for all things bicycling in your region, connecting you to more than 30 different events across Buffalo and Niagara Falls during Bike Month. Independent Health will be at the following events with free giveaways while supply lasts. May 6th, Bike Month Blast Off at Go Bikes Headquarters at 313 Broadway from 12 to 4. May 17th, Bike to Work Pit Stop Party, Delaware and Utica from 8 to 10 a.m. Visit GoBikeBuffalo.org for the latest updates on Bike Month events and more. Northwest Buffalo Beat by Dave Gallagher, a.k.a. Joe Bortz. What could have been? Just drove back from Florida last week, alone and in the rain. Done it so many times, I have the route memorized. Long trip, and being in no hurry, I did it in three days. Outside of the rain, it was not too bad. Mostly interstate, and the roads were all in good shape, even in the mountain roads in West Virginia. 
Those roads are engineering feats, amazing ups and downs and around, even a couple of tunnels going through the highest mountain. They were all good until you hit New York State and the Thomas Dewey Thruway. Like a lot of things in New York, it is a disgrace. The road was the worst of the 1,400 miles. Most of the trip was toll-free, except, of course, New York. Been making this trip for many years, and it's always the same. The 100 miles in New York has the very worst road of all. Went to Rochester the other day, and that part is even in worse shape. All the other states have the exits coordinate with the mile marker. Not in New York. If you travel, you know of what I speak. That makes it so much easier to plan your route and your day. I have personally asked both New York State Assemblymen and Senators why this state does not have this convenience. The answers were so dumb, I do not want to repeat them. So let's talk about leadership. What could have been in our area alone? Years ago, one hot topic was expansion of the Peace Bridge, as we know it is too slow. There was talk about a second bridge, like the one that exists now. Much like the Grand Island Bridges, then they said maybe a completely new four-lane bridge with a huge customs reception and greeting plaza. They had drawings and sketch sketches of what could have been. You can see the results. Nothing has happened. Great leadership. Then we had a signed agreement to build a dome stadium downtown. Someone decided that an open stadium in the snow belt would be better, so the powers to be reneged on the contract. The dome was never built, and Erie County was sued by the potential builder. They are now proposing to build another open stadium in the snow belt. All the years of experience with the bad weather and the embarrassment it brings nationally to the area must mean nothing to the political. What the Buffalo Bills players had to endure this year, and others' years, did not seem to be a wake-up call when considering a new stadium in Orchard Park. Having season tickets for 50 years, there were so many games I wish we had a dome, as I sat there bundled up but still freezing. Must be a huge Bills fan to do that. We then have the half-completed subway system. I say half, as it could have been so much more than it is. Never used railroad tracks going into the suburbs were available and could have connected to the present subway rails and made it twice what it is. Of course, there would have been extra costs involved, but it seemed to make sense. Guess not, as it never happened for some reason. In all these cases, it seemed that it would have meant so much more to have them happen. No one can argue that something needs to be done about the Peace Bridge. My thought is that no football game should have to be played in inclement weather, especially snow. To build a stadium where that is going to happen again to me makes no sense. If you are going to build a new stadium, do it right. The subway does serve a purpose, but it is so limited and could have been so much more. These are just three of the many things that could have been, should have been. They would have been, they would have made a huge difference for the county, made a big difference. Fortunately, we did have Jimmy Griffin and Brian Higgins, who did much to develop downtown and the waterfront. 
I am sure there are others involved who have contributed to what is good about the area. And there is much. However, do you agree that so much more could have been done, and some still could be? Start by fixing that lousy New York State Thruway, with the high tolls that could, should be easy. Unless some of that money is going south, maybe that is the answer. We need to elect people without deep pockets. Ask Rusty about survivor benefits versus spousal benefits. I will be 70 in August, and I will file my application for benefits in May. I know I'll get my maximum possible amount at age 70, but I need you to clarify things. I have read. Per an award-winning TV host, author, and host of a money podcast, if the higher-earning spouse delays until age 70 to claim Social Security, that guarantees the survivor the biggest possible benefit. But then I read a different article that if a person delays beyond their full retirement age to obtain a higher personal benefit like I have, my spouse's benefit would still be based on my FRA benefit amount. I am confused about the, which statement is the correct version. Signed, confused about my spouse's benefit. Dear Confused, I'm not surprised that you are confused about these seemingly contradictory statements. It is indeed quite logical and common for a widow or widower to think they must apply for a spousal benefit from their deceased spouse. And while that's technically true, those of us who live in this often confusing world of Social Security jargon would say the widow or widower is applying for a survivor benefit, not a spousal benefit. What's the difference? Well, when you're speaking with Social Security representative or an advisor, the term spousal benefit means something entirely different than the term survivor benefits. The two articles you mention are, I believe, referring to two different types of Social Security benefit. The term survivor benefit is typically used to describe benefits available to a surviving spouse when the higher earner dies, but the term spousal benefit is typically used to denote benefits available to a lower earning spouse when both partners are still living. I agree this is confusing and that distinction was apparently not clear in the articles you read. Therefore, to clear your confusion, if the higher earning spouse dies and has delayed claiming until age 70, that does indeed guarantee their surviving spouse the biggest possible benefit. The survivor benefit is based on the full amount the deceased was receiving at death. When both spouses are living and the higher earning spouse delayed until age 70 to claim, their living spouse's benefit, when the higher earning spouse claims, will be a maximum of 50% of the higher earning spouse's full retirement age, FRA, amount. While both are living, a spouse's benefit is based on their partner's FRA amount, regardless of when their partner actually claimed. So, in your case, your wife's spousal benefit from you while you're both living will be based on your FRA entitlement, 
even though you waited longer to claim. But if you die first, your wife's survivor benefit as your widow will be based on 100% of the amount you were receiving at your death. In effect, both statements you referred to in your question are true considering that they refer to two different benefit types. It is the terminology distinction which frequently causes misunderstanding. This article is intended for information purposes only and does not represent legal or financial guidance. It presents the opinions and interpretations of the AMAC Foundation staff trained and accredited by the National Social Security Association, NSSA. NSSA and the AMAC Foundation and its staff are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other governmental entity. To submit a question, visit our website at amac-foundation.org slash programs slash social security advisory or email us at ssadvisor at amacfoundation.org. The Grapevine, Reunion for All Years of Nativity of the BVM School on Albany Street, to be held at Town of Clarence Park, Large Pavilion Capacity 300, at 10405 Main Street, Clarence, New York, 14031. Date, Sunday, July 9, 2023, from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., Potluck reservations are a must. RSVP by June 30th, 23 to Helen Brown Kurtzdorfer at 716-400-7977 or Rosie DiLiberto Mendolora at 716-881-1306. The Buffalo River Festival will be held June 16th, 17th, and 18th. A fun-filled family event will be held at Buffalo River Fest Park at 249 Ohio Street. The event includes a vendor artisan fair, a heritage tent by Waterfront Memories Museum, a kid zone, the Intomes Technical Services Father's Day Kids Fishing Derby, I Got It Bingo, rides on the E.M. Cotter Fireboat, and live entertainment, drinks, and food. Elmwood Village Annual Spring Cleanup will be held Saturday, May 6, 2023, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. To volunteer, email info at elmwoodvillage.org, sponsored by the Elmwood Village Association. The Eastside Garden Walk, a free self-guided tours, Saturday and Sunday, July 22nd and 23rd, 2023, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Deadline to register to show your garden on the tour is May 15th, 2023. Register online at eastsidegardenwalk.com. 
Your garden does not need to be perfect. No one's garden ever is. If you have a garden in the footprint of East Side Garden Walk, you're welcome to participate. There are no fancy garden criteria, no site visits, no judging, no entry fees, nothing. All you have to do is to be proud of your little spot of earth. It does not need to be a giant. It does not need to be professionally landscaped. Gardens range from large to a few square feet. Register your front, back, or side garden. Your upper porch, seen from the street, or your business storefront dialed up with plantings. It is the diversity that makes the event a success. The East Side Garden Walk is more than a free is more than a free self-guided garden garden tour. It's a way for residents to take control of the narrative for our community. We share gardens, stories, and our spirit of perseverance with those from within and outside of our neighborhood. The tour counters the negative stigma that per, often portrayed on the news by creating positive stories of our homes and our neighborhood. We use our love of gardening and community to create connections between gardeners, neighbors, and visitors. Eastside Garden Walk is an event produced by Gardens Buffalo Niagara, GPN, whose mission is to create more vibrant and beautiful communities by sharing our gardens. Other GBN events include Garden Walk Buffalo, tours of open gardens on Thursdays and Fridays in July, and the Buffalo-style Garden Art Sale and Urban Farm Day. Buffalo Olmstead Parks are launching the 2023 Parks inaugural Derby Day fundraising event hosted at the Terrace in Delaware Park at 199 Lincoln Parkway on Saturday, May 8th, at five, from 5.30 to 8 p.m. Reflecting the style of the Kentucky Derby itself, attendees are encouraged to wear their hats and bow ties. Boxy tickets to the 2024 Kentucky Derby or the 2023 Saratoga Racetrack are set to be the top prizes for the Derby Day fundraiser raffle. North Park Community School presents the end-of-the-year celebration North Park Community School presents the end-of-the-year celebration held at the North Park Community School at 780 Parkside Avenue, Buffalo, on Saturday, June 10th, from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Free and open to the entire community, fun for the whole family. Braid babes, henna, mini golf, face painting, cooking, caricatures, little buffalo, making waves, Explore and More, Community Music School, Cupcake Decorating, Petting Zoo, Zoomobile, 360 Photo Booth, School Tours, and so much more. Cinco de Rhino, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo is Cinco de Rhino at the Buffalo Zoo. Celebrate all five species of rhino, specifically the two at the Buffalo Zoo black rhino and greater one-horned rhino during Cinco de Rhino presented by Reimer Home, School, Home Services. Zoo visitors can show their appreciation and learn about these amazing herbivores with keeper talks 
enrichment sessions, and biofacts between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. All of these fun activities are included with admission to the zoo on May 5th. The Blotter, Felonies from D District, North Buffalo, April 30th, 2023, Delaware Avenue. Defendant did punch victim with closed fist in the face, causing pain and swelling to her right eye. April 30th, 2023, Amherst Street. Compliant reports that defendant did enter store after previously being trespassed in writing on 6-26-22 and then did take six sticks of deodorant, concealed and reusable bag, and exited store without payment. Total of merchandise is $46.93. Defendant was stopped by complainant outside of store and recovered all property. April 29, 2023, Delaware Avenue. Victim states suspect did punch and stomp the victim's head. Victim also states suspect took the victim's phone and smashed it on the ground without permission when victim attempted to call 911. April 25, 2023, Grider Street. Subject did rent a vehicle from U-Haul that was due back on April 12, 2023. Subject did keep vehicle without permission from U-Haul to keep vehicle. April 30th, 2023, Westside. Defendant and victim got into verbal, verbal argument. Victim states defendant then got upset and grabbed her by the arms, then punched her in the arms. April 27, 2023, Forest Avenue. Defendant did panhandle customers while in the parking lot of 244 Forest Avenue and did refuse to leave the premise when asked by the compliant multiple times. The compliant is store manager of Dollar General. Appearance ticket issued. Riverside, April 30, 2023, Austin Street. Victim states her and defendant did get into a verbal argument that did turn physical when defendant did share victim onto the bed by means of hands. Victim states defendant then did jump on her to grab her phone in order to prevent her from calling 911. Active, not offensive order issue. April 27, 2023, Grove Street. Between the time frame of August 22 and March of 2023, defendant did enter and remain unlawfully within the upper apartment of 55 Grove Street without permission of the owner and while inside said dwelling, she did remove and withhold property of owner impending recovery of items which included a Sony soundbar and a crucifix. On 3-15-23, defendant did produce those items in front of officers demonstrating her possession and withholding of those items since the time that she took them from the upper apartment. April 27, 2023, Tonawanda Street. Defendant was advised to not be in the store yet. She continues to refuse. Defendant was found in the store today. April 27, 2023, Franklin Avenue. On 3-26-23, at approximately 15-25 hours, defendant did enter 2232 Delaware Avenue, Coles, in the city of Buffalo, with another unknown white male suspect, 
and selected $717.50 of merchandise and passed all points of purchase without any attempt to pay for the items. Defendant did walk out of the store with the items in his arms and get into the passenger seat of a New York registered vehicle and fled eastbound. Lieutenant did identify the defendant, detective, his video, and receipt. April 26, 2023, Elmwood Avenue. On 4-26-23, at 11-18 hours in the vicinity of Elmwood and Bidwell, defendant did recklessly drive a New York registered vehicle, a black 2014 BMW 4050. After a domestic argument inside the vehicle, which victim was operating, victim exited the vehicle, defendant got into driver's seat and drove the vehicle away while victim was hanging onto the vehicle. Victim suffered abrasions to the right knee and right face, right shoulder pain, and laceration to both hands. Victim refused medical attention. Defendant drove vehicle south on Elmwood from Bidwell, west on West Delavan, and northeast on Bidwell crossing Elmwood Avenue. Victim was dragged and also ran after the vehicle. April 27, 2023, Court Street. On 4-26-23, at about 2,200 hours, while at Barnes and Forest, the defendant, along with two co-defendants, pushed, shoved, and punched the compliant. The compliant has a scratch to her lower right eye. April 27, 2023, Clayton Avenue. On the above date, time, and location, defendant did enter the victim's apartment through the back window without permission and fought with the current boyfriend who left the scene. Defendant did also put his hands around the victim's neck, causing her not to breathe, and became fearful for her life. Good morning. Welcome to another broadcast day in the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service, a private not-for-profit organization. As always, please over the contact us with your comments, suggestions, or any questions you may